Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Safe Space. I hope everybody had a really good holiday because we're just coming back from Thanksgiving break. So how was everybody's turkey day? Anybody want to share? Did anybody do anything special? I mean, it was all right. No turkey, but it was all right. No turkey? Yep, no turkey. What'd you have instead of turkey? Uh, you know, free tie. Basically, we just fried stuff like pork and chicken and stuff. All right. What about everybody else? Did anybody do anything special for Turkey Day? Anything? Anything just, different? For me, I just mostly slept. I was tired yesterday. Yeah, because you guys now get a four-day break. So, holiday break. So, how's that going? It was good so far. It's getting a lot of rest. Okay. We cooked yesterday, so like it was busy in the house. We were, I was cleaning dishes and stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> Kelvin. I know. <laughs> Kelvin, I, I imagine you being a very good son. Oh, thank you. What about you, Josiah? Anything special? Well, I had a similar um, scenario to Kelvin. I kind of felt like I lost the whole day because the whole yesterday I was just working and cleaning. But I'm, I'm going to catch up today. Oh, I love that. You guys are so good. Like, all four of you boys, I could just imagine you guys just being, like, just good sons and whatever else roles you guys play at home. So I, 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 I love that. Um. So today we're going to talk about uh, school, your, your guys' favorite topic. Um, and what we're going to talk about is your guys' relationship with the faculty, your, your guys' relationship in the rules, and especially the way that faculty handles suspension, detention, all, all that stuff. So I really wanted to talk about that today because... You know, I, at the middle school, I do a lot of detention and I don't know if that's usually the best route to take. So, and I figured what is the best way to figure it out is talk to you guys. You guys are in the trenches. You guys know what it's like. You guys know all of it. So what is the relationship like between school, the students and the faculty? How would you guys describe that? What I would say is that, like, the relationship between students and faculty is that we lack connection between them because most of the day we're just with our regular teachers and everything. And pretty much we only, like, barely spend time with, like, our guidance counselors, our assistant principal, our principals, and all those people. So it just lacks a lot of bond between them. Okay, so I'm hearing connection. Bonds. What else? To me, me and the teachers are perfectly fine. Like Marcus said, it's probably only the counselors and um, assistant principal. That's the only problem. But other than that, me and the teachers are good. Okay. I feel like um, it's also the, the rules that are imposed. For instance, like back in school, you know, the um, like you, they said you shouldn't wear a hoodie in class, but they won't explain why wearing a in class it's a it's a bad thing why you shouldn't wear it 
I feel like there's no um com like communication between us and the um, faculty on why they impose certain rules that we must follow. You know, like why you shouldn't wear a hoodie in class. Okay, I hear that. So more explanation on the rules. Uh, Josiah, what about you? What do you think about your relationship with the faculty? Uh, me personally, I don't think it's that strong. I think there's a, there's too much distance between it. It's like just as everybody is saying, lack of communication, things not being clear. That that's the big problem when when it comes to this relationship between the student and the faculty. Okay. All right. So I, I I'm hearing so. Bond is a bit, the, the lack of communication, there's no connection between you guys and the faculty, the teachers, and you guys, so that's very, do you feel like the teachers are very disconnected from you guys? It depends no, on the teacher. <laughs> it, it, depends. it really depends, because we have the certain type of teachers that will like, give us classwork and everything but at the same time try to teach us about our future and then these then there's these other teachers who just like I'm here to get paid and whether you do the work or not that's not my problem so it really depends okay yeah like I have this teacher in um who I had her in 10th grade I still communicate with her like because like I feel like we didn't just talk about school stuff. I, it was during um, COVID. And like, we talked about many stuff like um, where I'm from and where she's from, like, because we are both from Africa. And um, like, we we were like, I connected with her and still, I still communicate with her even though I'm here. Uh, I mean, I'm in the 11th grade and I don't have a class. So it really depends on the teacher and mostly like um, how she impacts the student. He, wow. she or team by the students, yeah. So- when you guys have those teachers that you connect with and then you go like let's say the next year and you don't have those teachers how does that affect your learning process it affects it a, a lot because for me i had the same teacher for like three years and we had um a lot of connection and everything a good amount of the time in class she would just be talking about our school and everything giving us providing a lot of information about that and a good amount of times we just we just waste most of our day just talking about different things and it's really engaging and stuff. But when you don't have those type of teachers, it's just it's just a boring learning environment because all we're doing is just things that most of the time, like like a lot of times we don't even need for our future and all of that, which is can be really frustrating. And then with not having teachers that understand the type of person you are, it's really hard to like get the sense of what type of learning would, would be good provided for you so you can get a good grade right how do you guys feel like how the school administration plays a role in your guys learning like I mean go ahead. To, be honest, I don't, to be honest I don't really know since I barely met them like like what did they even do like what does the vice principal do what does um the, the other group of people do. Like, the only thing I know is that the counselor fix, check grades, maybe, I don't know, do college thing. I don't know what they do. What do they do? So that's a good exactly. question. Yeah. Because yeah, I agree. I agree. all I know is that count, the counselors are the ones that 
if I have any problem in school, like I go to the counselors, I don't know who else to go unless they direct me to maybe go to this other person who, like for instance, there was this time my attendance wasn't fixed. I don't know. I just went to the guidance counselor and she's like, oh, you shouldn't come to me. You should go to this attendance person. She's the one who handle attendance. So you should go to her. And I'm like, I didn't even know we had attendance a person. I thought everything was supposed to go through the guidance counselor. Wow. Just how you've been back. trying to say something. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just going to add to it. It ties back to the fact that there isn't that much communication. Uh, for me personally, I get most of my information from my GRTC instructor. And it's just, it's just sad because the, the school administrators, they're supposed to be doing that. But when the teachers are doing that, it's just, it just shows a lack of care. Okay. So if you guys had more, do you think if, let's say, when you guys were freshmen and the, like, the school administration, like, the principal, the vice principal, your guidance counselors, like, had an orientation the first day, do you guys think your school direction would have been different? That they kind of, like, spent more time to get to know you and what you do? Yeah, I think it would be really different because if we get into like certain situations and everything, we know the people where we can go to. And also with knowing them better, like we just can have that connection and just know what their role is, what they want to fulfill. Like Hentoff stated before. Yeah. Right. Okay. So when you guys were in quarantine, how was your relationship then with everyone? Your the, the faculty. I mean, I the only person I kept on contact with was my GRTC instructors. Other than that, I barely talked to anyone else in the school. Yeah, same thing for me. It was just the GRTC instructors. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't even know what was going on. Now, do you guys see that as a problem? Yeah, it's a problem because, uh. I, the only one I, I was in contact with was my guidance counselor. Apart from that, I don't know, like she was the only one I, I was in contact with. And like when they post something that we needed to maybe go get Chromebooks or something, like she was the one who relayed that message to me through email or I'll ask her because I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on. And I didn't really know like information that we needed, like we needed. So the, the principles and, um, the vice president, like they need to do more stuff that um, will like make us be in communication with them. Yeah. So if you guys, if, if I handed you the role of being principal for the day during the quarantine, how would you guys have done things differently? Uh, what I would have done is at first, immediately try to have meetings with students and everything and talk about their issues, their struggles, what they need the most, what things that they envision their school to be like and everything in that day, in that time frame. Mm. Whether the amount of, and I feel like a lot of students will be interested in talking about the different things that they need and everything. If they need to speak privately, I'll be willing to do so and everything. And I'll just try to make sure that I'll try to get as much as the students needs as possible during that time frame. Okay. Interesting. Okay. What about anybody else? If I gave you the role of principal for the day, what would you do? 
Yeah, um, I'll also like try and do something similar to what Marcus said. Um, try and um, have uh, meetings with students to see like the problem that they feel like is going on in the school, what needs to be changed in the school and how they want the school to actually be. Yeah, I would also do something similar. I would regularly um, email the students and um, basically I would I want the students to know that I'm open to them and they shouldn't feel scared to like email me and talk to me about stuff. Wow. So what I'm hearing is a lot of, you know, again, it's that that disconnect you guys have with the administration. You guys don't have that. And that's what where the, the they're lacking because if they don't, you guys don't know what's going on. How do you guys, How do they su suspect you guys to succeed? Exactly, and it also comes to like when it comes to teachers too. Some teachers don't even know what's going on either, and that's also a big issue. Like what I really don't understand is that like the um faculty will most of the time walk into our classroom, try to speak to us of like what are we learning. Why don't we like literally on on uh, I believe it was Wednesday? Someone yeah. walked into our classroom, and one of the faculty he walked into our classroom and was trying to ask us what we're we learning. Why do we need this? And we just got into a lesson. I'm like, we just got to a lesson, like, and he was like, I don't understand. I'm like, we just got to this lesson. How are we supposed to understand if we just started last class, like? trying to explain the best of our capabilities, but can't really be much to explain if we barely got into the lesson. Yeah, exactly, wow. So I, another area that I wanna to talk to you guys about is how do they handle kids that um, are troublemakers? Or may, I don't wanna say troublemakers because I hate that word, but um, how it maybe misguided or uh, are caused disturbance. So do you guys think like ISS is successful in school suspension? I really don't think. I mean, I would say that Mr. Dennis is more, how do I say, more successful at it than uh, what's your name, Ms. McAleady's was, because he has no tolerance for what you do at all. Okay. I feel so, like, like, how do I say it? Like, there's less trouble in the school now because of, like, his no tolerance policy. Because most of the, because he made it clear that most of the kids who does cause trouble are either going to get suspended, expelled. Like, he has this policy that he puts, so. I will say it's all right. Okay, so you're kind of a fan of that zero, zero uh, no, zero, that the zero tolerance policy. Okay, go ahead, Marcus. I feel like the concept of just doing ISS and all that is really, it's pointless. Like, what's the point of just standing, staying in one room for the whole day doing nothing? That's just wasting that opportunity, that time of that student for that whole entire day. And it could just be for a vague reason, just because they don't have the proper uniform or something. Like, it's okay. understandable. People can have their off days where, like, they forget something or something comes out of their mind. Like, you got to work with them. But I understand if it's people that does that on a regular basis. But I also see, see situations where 
people just sometimes they just have that all day and then it just happens that they forgot to do the forgot their uniform or something and they're stuck in iss they're literally doing nothing like what's the point of them just staying there doing nothing in that room oh okay so it's so sometimes they're in there so i want to hear so sometimes they're in there for just the most minor things yeah so how do we fix that what is the where should this how should the school fix it where's their responsibility in this not everybody go at once so i'm hearing like so that sometimes they get suspension for not having proper uniform so should a student get penalized for that I will say no, especially with the new uniforms we have, because the uniform we have now is all white shirts, and those get dirty so easily. So I will say no, not really. Okay. So what happens when a student comes in and they don't have the proper uniform? So, and they they make an active choice not to be in full uniform. So how does the school penalize the student? What should they do? Because it happens. Some students just don't want to wear the uniform. That, that's a tough question. I mean, what I, what came to my mind was um, the thing that keeps the student like grounded, like, I don't know whether this is a good um, punishment, like when they should take the student's phone away. Because a lot of these students are addicted to the phone. So okay. if they manage to get them off the phones and, and speak to them directly on how school policy works. I think that could be something. That could get something going. Okay. That's one way. Because I, I, I do, I think on some level, I, I might agree with you that maybe there's no reason to spend, you know, do in-school suspension for uniforms because they could be doing worse things, right? So, um, but they have to get penalized in some way because you guys wear your uniforms at least to the best of your ability i mean nobody's perfect but how do we penalize students that are making active choices to not follow the rules how do we how do we make it a how do we help them productively Uh, this reminds me um, of something my, my psychology teacher told me. Um, I think they have to just speak to them, like, do you really want to come to school? Like, what, why do you come to school? They should ask these questions to the students. Because sometimes people just come to school just because their parents are fortunate. So if they right. could talk to them about the purpose of school, if, if they don't want to be in school, I think they're wasting their time. You can just do something else. True. Yeah. So like, I'll give you guys a scenario. Um, I had a student in the middle school, cause you guys know I'm in the, I'm in the middle school most of the week. Um, I had a sixth grader come in and she was making an active choice uh, to not go to class on time. She was going in 30 minutes late because she didn't like the teacher. So when I said, well, why do you, why keep, why do you keep going to school, you know, class to late? Well, I don't like the teacher. She should be happy. I'm showing up 
regardless. How do we penalize a student like that? Well, her grades drop. That's her acting choice. I mean, because like this for the school, like the more absences you get, the, the better the bad it gets you. Because I remember correctly, 18 absences and you're not graduating or you're not going to the next grade, if I remember correctly. And yeah, we I, don't, I don't know. I have to double check on that. Yeah, and like the more late you are to class, that becomes as absent. I think it's five late equals an absent. No, nope, it's have... three. It is not five, it's three. Three late equals one absent. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so she's already penalized already. So, but she doesn't care. But, you know, obviously, you, you know, my job is I want her to succeed. So I believe that we should first have a discussion with her, talk about the reasoning why she might not like that specific teacher. Would they, like, is there a way we can change her class to another teacher or anything? And if there's still signs of that, of her still not coming to class early, then I guess that's where we have to discuss with her and her parents, not with just her parents. Because the main problem with like most things is that when they're, when they're discussing about what a certain student does, they're only talking to their parents. I feel like both the student and parents should be present in that discussion so that they can give that information to their parents. Even though there may be times where like, your parents, good, good times happens to me, mostly agrees with that, like that specific teacher or anything. It should be, people should still do it. Yeah. So do you, so you guys, do you guys feel that students should have more voice in their consequences or at least in that discussion? Do you mean when um, the uh, um, faculty is speaking with the, the parents or? Right. You know how they, they like, you stand outside, I'm going to talk to your parents. So give me a second. It kind of depends. I, I think um, it depends on whether the, the, the kid have, um, has, is, um, like has realized the mistake they have done. You see, mm-hmm. um, if they realize the mistake they've done and th- we are trying to find a, um, a, f- um, a suitable punishment for them, then I feel like they should be in a conversation and like try and um, say what they, they, they want their um, punishment to be. But if they don't know what, they, uh, um, that what they've done is wrong, then I feel like we, the, um, like the teachers have to um and the parents have to try and explain to them that like what you did was bad because if you punish someone and they don't know that they they don't feel like what they did was bad then the punishment doesn't serve any purpose you see so right yeah so they should try and understand they should try and make the kid understand that what they did was bad and that this and that have that consequences that can bring upon their life so they should try and see that mistake. And if they know that mistake, that's the first step of trying to help the kid. Okay. I see what so, you're saying. So, Kevin, I agree and kind of disagree with you. I agree that the student, like, the conversation between the parent and everything, but I feel like it's not, like, a dependable thing. I feel like even though if the kid is wrong or right, their opinions should still be heard. And the reason why is that, we like 
as the older people and as like the older things, we should at least try to hear out their point of view and then try to prove to them why they made this wrong decision. And by doing so, it allows them to know that, oh, I did this thing wrong because I stated this type of thing. So that's the reason why I feel like when we're talking to a meeting or anything, both views must must be pointed in that conversation. No, okay. Yeah, because, yeah, that, that that does make sense because yeah, the kid also yeah, must have a voice in that. Like the kid needs to be able to explain why he did what he did so he can get to like to the root and cause of it. Like, why would you not come to class? Why were you late to class? Why did you cause the fight? Why were you bullying this person? And all those stuff. Like, we should be able to get into, like, the head of them and ask him. Because the teacher might know the kids caused it, but they don't know why they did it. So, it might as well just let the kid in there so they could talk to him. Interesting. Okay. Anybody have anything to counter? So... I'm hearing, you know, have the kid involved, not have the kid involved. I mean, do you guys think that there's a lot of just, you know, let's face it, a lot of times they, they, they keep your guys' opinion out of it, right? They, they don't think you guys are mature enough to handle a lot of the conversations, especially like during COVID. Nobody asked you guys whether or not they thought you guys were ready to go back to school. Did you guys feel like you guys were ready to go back to school during COVID, during hybrid? I didn't have a problem with it. Okay, you didn't. But what about other people? Uh, for me, I don't think I was ready. To be honest. That's okay. That you weren't ready. I, I, I felt, Josiah? I don't think I was ready, but the thing is, if I stayed virtual, I think I would have been lazy to the point that I would be apathetic to everything. Okay. In a way, in a way, I'm glad that we came back to school. I'm very okay. glad. I mean, I'm very glad that we came back to school. So you were you were okay coming back this year, but at the time when they were telling you guys to come back, you you stayed virtual, right? Oh yeah. Oh, that one was. Oh yeah, that one. No, that was bad. That was bad because it was. We, we were already like six. Like. Four months into the school year and they were calling us back that wasn't a good decision, I don't think. yeah so you guys had different opinions like you know you guys knew what you guys personally knew whether or not you were ready Hentoff was ready but some of you guys you know were not ready and that's okay because you guys knew what emotionally what you needed but they didn't ask you guys they asked your parents right so who do you at that moment who do you guys think they should have asked? I think they should have asked us. I mean, even though I, I just wanted to get out of the house during that time, but still I felt like um, we they needed to hear our opinion because we are the ones who are going there facing that risk of either contracting the virus, but they just, and we were the one who faced like the um, emotion, emotional like roller coaster, but they just, wanted us to go and they didn't ask no one opinion except for our parents our parents didn't know what we were going through during then i mean they kind of did but they didn't know the extent of it you see that right and that's you said something really important there calvin you said that nobody knew what you guys were going through 
And let's face it, no one knows what you guys go through. You guys are going through, you guys went through and still are going through a very weird time. You guys are through a global pandemic, which you guys will be able to tell your kids about one day. You could say it's a zombie uh, apocalypse, but you know, it's emotional. You guys are putting you guys at risk every day. So whether or not you're going to contract the virus, because I know the lunch, what the lunch is crazy, right? Yeah, the lunchroom is crazy. Uh, just getting in there is crazy. And getting out and being there. Right. Thank and you, I'm actually. Sure. Go ahead, Calvin. No, I mean, yeah, because even though I'm vaccinated, um, I felt like if I wasn't, I would be scared to go into the lunchroom. <laughs> but, but still, it's crazy because everyone is all over your face all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to go through the building. That is a stretch. Getting your food, that is a stretch. Finding a table to sit at, that is a stretch. And getting out, that's a stretch. Because there's always people around. And it's, the lunchroom is always overcrowded with people taking off their masks, walking around in places, doing things. Yeah. Me personally, it's uh, the opposite. For me, it's not that difficult to get to the lunchroom. And usually I, I pick the spots that aren't that crowded. I think maybe it's because of the lunch periods that I have. I don't have lunch like later. I have lunch at the like, beginning stages. So maybe that's why I have a different uh, experience than you guys. Okay. So you just, you have lunch at a different time. So it's easier for you. Yeah, because I do have a B lunch and B lunch, B lunch is much um, less crowded than I have um, D lunch too on um, A days. Yeah, on A days. And that one is hectic. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you don't have, if you have A and D lunch, those are the crowded lunches. And I have both. <laughs> But, you know, that's, but that's stressful. I mean, I can only imagine there's other, I only thought about lunch because I think about the middle school lunch. It's a, it's it's a, it's an interesting, uh, an event. Um, But I can only just imagine the other things that you guys go through daily that nobody asks and say, are you guys okay? How are you guys doing? Because nobody knows what you're going through. Yeah, I mean, it was it's crazy how two days, um, Wednesday and Tuesday, I got to school early and we had to go through our line. The doors wouldn't open until later that day for two days. And I'm carrying bags trying to get things for the food drive. I'm like, when are these doors going to open? You want the rules to be like, we get to school by 820 or you're going to mark us late for um, homeroom. How how are you going to impose all of that? But you're not. You didn't even open the doors on time. And and our class had to go through the freshman and sophomore door, which made it so packed to the point where they had to extend homeroom to like eight forty five on Wednesday. Yeah, that's got to be even trying to get the class on time, right? Like you said, that's stressful enough. Yeah, it's. And then they, I'm always. Most of the time, I'm late for some of my classes because going through the stairs, like, we just have some people who are just standing at the stairwells. I literally, I just want them to just move out the way. They're just standing, having a conversation. 
right in the middle of the stairwells while people are trying to get to their classes. And that just be real frustrating when you just have those type of people doing that. I know. Yeah. And the worst one is even the, um, the, the, why you pass to the, uh, what was it? The West Wing. Like, because there's just one way connecting and everyone is going through that way, either in or out. So it's just crowded over there. Sometimes we'll be standing there for about a minute or two before like this, this, um, that place will be cleared just for people to be able to pasture and go. And the worst of it is that sometimes Mr. Dennis will be like, oh, countdown is beginning. I'm like, what? how am I supposed to get to class that the, the still, I mean, the, the, the way is crowded and people are coming and going. How am I supposed to go? And we're starting a countdown. And if you don't get to class, you're going to get a detention. Like, that's a lot. That's crazy. There's just, there's a lot of pressure on you guys. And people, I don't think people give you guys enough credit. Uh, And they just, I I think, you know, as, you know, our jobs as adults, especially, you know, and I'm saying my job as an adult and my fellow adults is that we have to stop and ask you guys more often is like, are you guys okay? What do you guys need? How, you know, what can we do? So what, I mean, what else is going on in schools that, in the school that you guys have realized that maybe that the faculty need to pay more attention to? One of the major issues is senior lockers. We've been waiting for our lockers for a while. It is getting cold. I want to carry, I want to wear my coat so I can go to school, but I don't feel like wearing it because of the fact that I don't have a locker. And with me not having a locker, I can't really put my coat anywhere because I can't put it in my bag because it's going to just fill up my bag. And they don't want me to carry it around because then they're going to be like, you can't carry around your coat and stuff because you don't. And then we just don't have a locker. And there's still, I understand it takes time for them to order their lockers and everything. But at the same time, how are you going to say that we got to put our coats away where you're not providing us lockers to do so and we can't have them in the lunchroom? Oh, uh, Marcus, um, to counteract that, um, the school actually gave us lockers in the beginning of the school year. It's just nope. a new lot of them. Nope. You, you have to go to your um, go to your guidance counselor, tell them to pull up your information. Uh, your, your locker information will be on I've had my locker since like September. They just don't. Shit, just them, no. They never said that. Oh they my said God. They you have to go to your teacher to like pull up your information so you can see it. They won't tell you directly. You have to tell your teacher to like pull up your information so you can see a locker combo. Maybe you can help them with that later, Josiah. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> what? <When> you <laughs> Marcus, did you just learn something brand new? Wait, did you say since September? Yeah, it's just the new lockers was what they were supposed to give it to us. But we had we already had a locker that they were supposed to tell us about, but they didn't. No, because I also heard there were situations where I had someone in my class who had a locker, right? Had their combination, but somebody else had that locker. And they had a situation where my friend that was a senior had to take all his stuff out of their locker, out of his locker, because someone already was assigned that locker. I've not heard about that, but that could 
But yeah. I'm gonna take your information apart, Desai. Okay. <laughs> I think that was like a slight threat. I'm not sure. But no, it was. It wasn't a threat. It wasn't a threat. I'm just surprised. I was just surprised. All right. So we're guys. We're kind of towards the end of our time. So let's kind of wrap up this episode about what we've talked about being in school, whatever you guys want to end it with. It could be whatever you want. It doesn't have to be about the topic, just anything about for our last minute thoughts. Okay. Uh, Everybody, thank you for listening. Just a reminder, you know, school can be frustrating. It can be a tough time, a tough experience for everyone, but just keep up high hopes and just, commit to that one goal that you have for the future i like that well yeah well hang in there and just do your best at school and don't let you don't be too overwhelmed if you are overwhelmed talk to somebody about it like it thank you for joining us today we thank you for listening to us on basically don't forget to keep keep on keep on working hard and if you just have that one one teacher that you can communicate with, keep, keep being, be in contact with them for the rest of your high school career. It's going to help you. Awesome. Thank you. I just want to, like, this has been on my mind since um, school started. Like, if any um, administrator or, like, a tough person in Edmonton is listening, please, we need a new school, like, a new one where other people will go. Because that school is crowded and no one want to contract COVID, you know, so. No COVID yeah. mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. So, you know, I just want to reiterate what everybody's been saying, you know, just work hard. You guys can make through this. This is just going to be a blimp in your life. Trust me. So I just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of The Safe Space. You can catch us basically now on any podcast app including alexa i are radio uh spotify podbeam apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you basically listen to podcasts um and you can check us out again next week in your ears and we'll see you guys later see ya happy holidays bye everybody bye, Bye-bye. bye.